the pair you are about to hear are not professionals. Their opinions and beliefs are not fact. They are just two idiots that are spitting nonsense. Nonsense podcast where we are consistently not a day late, but um, this week is a little different. We're because, 24 um, hours behind schedule. I was sick. You know what it's called? It's called it's called taking some of that good green goop. Ew. And then falling <laughs> asleep. Yeah, no. I'm like not. That. I'm not sure if that's the color it was actually, but usually. Ni- no, I, the day quill is orange, is orange. and the night quill is like that green. Is purple. it green? Yeah, is it green or like purple? Green. Uh, because like I've seen it's two like different a, variations. It's like of green it. blue, really. Okay. Like so, it's like a teal. It's weird. All right, so it's then dark. I was technically kind of correct, but yeah, no, she took she took she took the uh, the green lean and fell fell asleep. The green lean. <laughs> Disgusting. Welcome to the podcast, everybody. Um, we're about a, almost a week out from the cruise, which we have stuff, right? We're going to get stuff ready for this weekend to be put out for the, the episode that we'll be gone for since we won't be able, I mean, technically we could try and do an episode on the cruise. It'd be very short and you'd probably be very drunk and it would may or may not even get off the boat. So, <laughs> <laughs> the recording itself, uh huh, not making it off the boat. Well, I don't even know. Like the Wi-Fi money, not even that good to like upload to. It could take like a while. Ten days, twenty-one hours. I know. Two minutes. So we, me and Katie, just paid for a drink package. We got that all set old. We need to get some Wi-Fi to share between us to do anything for like messaging or anything like that. Um, we got money set aside so far and then i get paid the day that we are about to leave the day that we leave i get paid katie gets paid again i think one more time before we head out i get paid the day we leave too yeah so we we got we got some stuff that's happening so that's happening and it's going good and speaking of good i beat starfield in a sense in a sense. So, it's, I can't, I don't want to spoil the ending, in, 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 but the game doesn't end after you finish the main story, which, it'd be kind of like the same thing with Skyrim, but it does have, like, an ending, in a sense, but there's more to it. So... I was trying to explain it to you, and you're like, don't tell me. I was like, fine. Oh, well, I don't, I like, I like him when I'm, like, surprised by things like this, and I like... It, the game the game really does a good job of showing you the progression that you did throughout the entire game so far and then what happens after that is all up to you um, but no it's it's really great I'm taking a break after three weeks of solid playing it I think when was the game come out wasn't it like September 6th no I played it the week weekend because I got early access so that means it came out. Yeah, three weeks ago, roughly. Almost about a month ago. Yeah. Um, 
So, and I, I played it nonstop uh, until like a couple of days ago. Uh, but <clears throat> in that process, I also picked up a couple other games, uh, which I'll talk about recommendations soon. But that's just my review, my 3.0 review of Starfield overall. Fantastic game. Uh, definitely gives you a lot of choice. And even after you finish the main story, it still gives you even more choice on top of that. And keeps, keeps it fresh. Um, at random points, so that's really cool. Right. Um, yeah, uh, and then also, then they're just going to add modding support fully uh, next year for all systems. So that's going to be great to see. Love to hear it. Love yeah. to see it. So, and then what else did you love? Oh yeah, your Eckert's trip. Yeah, yeah, I went to Eckert's, um, and that was a lot of fun. It was just uh, family, literally. Mm -hmm. um, it was a lot of fun. We went on 99 cent weekend instead of paying $2.99 for a pound of apples. We paid 99 cents, which was dope. We love when that happens. Yeah. Um, and it was completely by chance. My sister was just, she just like woke up the day before and was like, we should go to Eckerd's tomorrow. I was like, all right. But, mm -hmm. but uh, so that turned out really fun. Um, yeah, like regarding personal wise, like, uh, yeah, school's just going, uh, and our trip is coming up soon, and uh, it can't, I literally have been laying in bed for like the last two days, just like, I wish it was a week from now, mm -hmm. I wish it was a week from now, because then I could just start packing and like get the, the pre-trip anxiety. I'm working on packing this weekend, I'm always getting a lift started. Yeah, I'm not packing until about four days before. So, well, I got busy work anyways, I gotta work ahead a bit, so... You get some stuff out of the way for a company that I work for. But, yeah, recommendations this week. Starfield, of course, is one. I played a few other games, actually. I f played and finished Firewatch today. Uh, that's that's good, That's a good one. 76 I got back into after three weeks of, like, no playing it. Right. Uh, yeah, no. I, I mean, I actually did play it, like, once a week. Like, uh, just to make sure I pick up my freebies. Yeah, well, on, on Tuesday, but, I'm uh, I I've been preoccupied by Starfield. So. And then, lie. Okay, so there was a Souls game that just came out called Lies, Lies of Pete, and I don't. It's not called that, but penile lies. It's called Lies of P, or what Lies. it should be called, Lies of P Pinocchio. Don't do this to me. Uh, <laughs> And it's just like a, it's a Soulsborne style game set in the Pinocchio universe. And Pinocchio. so far it's been really good. Um, bosses are difficult. It made me, it made me angry just like Elden Ring, but I mean, it's expected. Uh, but no, the game plays pretty well. Uh, I don't have anything really bad to say about it. I think, I think one bad, one thing is, is just like the limiting movement so you can't you can technically jump but you don't have control of it uh running is a little a little little bit of an issue with how your button pressing for the controller is mm -hmm. um i've gotten used to it but like no i don't think it's a bad one actually like the whole system of like how the combat works and then also like the weapon modification system is also really interesting too also all the enemies are literal puppet creatures and they're all really really well done and sometimes the game makes me scared and i don't like that but it does a good job at, at at giving me the the world uh the world feel the dark 
like it's like Bloodborne world feel. Right. Uh, except it's all puppets. It's like gothic feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A little bit more Victorian era style, though, of course. But definitely like dark, extremely dark. Lots of dead people all over the street. Uh, yeah um but crazy uh and then you just see creatures just beating the hell out of people on the ground uh out of nowhere just like downtown st louis <laughs> another game i played that uh i've been getting through a, a smaller game called solar ash that is a weird title but the game is just as weird i don't know how else to explain solar it ass. you are part of what is called the ultra void and you're called you're a void runner you have to work you have to essentially like beat these giant shadow of colossus kind of style monsters but at the same time you skate around and it the world is very (sighs) abstract is the best way i can put it uh you'd have to look up gameplay for yourself now the last one i want to talk about and i beat it also in a night is manifold garden and that game i can't explain except you your brain will not fun you it's a a multi-dimensional platform you'll have to think you'll have to think a little differently when you when you work with the game uh because if you you can like fall you can you can take like the route of oh i just need to jump down into the abyss and i'm gonna end up back where i was again but except on the other side of this giant chasm or something like that it's a puzzle game that really messes with your perception of like reality and space in general um and does a really good job with it uh but yeah uh those are the games i've been playing we watched a couple movies actually this week there was a spontaneous movie we went to go see and it's of course I've I like the series and I always, I think they're gonna be continue to keep pumping these out. Uh, at it the sucks because right. all the other, the other two I didn't call the ending, but this one I definitely did. Yeah. But I don't feel like the there's a vast majority of people who know what Mad Honey is. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So like I don't I don't feel like that's. Gonna... So we saw hunting. Uh, Hunting. Hunting uh, in Venice. A haunting, I mean, kind of. Like, a, haunting, a haunting in Venice without spoiling much was great. Uh, it's, it, it was on the same level in line of like the other Hercule Poirot films, so Death on an Isle and Murder in the Orient Express. Uh, definitely the same uh, vo- vibe and everything. This one just had a bit more horror elements built into it. Um, but yeah, no, pretty good. I, it, it was. I'm putting it... I don't... I would have to rewatch all of them again. I think the second one is still my favorite. Uh, but yeah, no, this one actually it's just, it's pretty good. These are these are good films and I I know for a fact I think they're going to be making more of these for sure. Oh, well, the with the way that they ended it for sure. Yeah. You know what I mean? Agatha Christie has a lot of stories. She has to a be ton of, of them based on this. Oh, yeah, based on, on his character alone. Yeah. Like I was like no way. Yeah, no, there's a ton of them. Uh, you saw the Nun too. I did see the Nun too and it was mid I, I mean, I'm not really surprised. Out of all it. the Conjuring films, I think The Nun, the original one, is my least favorite. Favorite. I saw that in theaters with friends, and I recall kept jump, not 
not kind of ju- weak. I I just remember ca- just saying that oh this is gonna be a jump scare. Oh, the monster's gonna show up here. The nun's gonna show up here, and I called every single thing. In I did. The I kept doing that throughout the movie as well. Like, and, and uh, I was just like, I was like, oh, they're getting too quiet. I was like, jump scare, and then it did a jump scare, and Brian still jumped. I was like, yeah, <laughs> come on, come on. Bro. It's a false jump scare. It's a pseudo scare. Um, a pseudo scare. Yeah. So yeah, that's what's that's what's happening there. Now the thing I want to talk about for. Before we get into the actual news, because we got a fair bit, but I want to jump over this real quick. I got some naked truth for y'all. Uh, naked truth. Yeah. Naked, naked if you truth. don't know what this is, if you're real. new or whatnot, naked truth. I just go over weird stuff on the internet that I find. And this one's just as bad as, what was the other one I talked about? Ambergris? Yeah. Yeah, from where else? This is just as bad, but this is from humans. It's called Fatbergs. All right. So Fatbergs. Fatbergs are rock-like mass of waste matter in the sewer system formed by the combination of flushed, non-biodegradable solids uh, 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 such as wet wipes, fat oil, and grease deposits. And these live in the sewers of most of the modern cities that we would see today. Now, fatbergs can range in size from being like small little clumps of rocks to filling the entire sewer system. There's an actual photo that I can find. Uh, and it's these are disgusting. I, I can't I can't imagine. So uh, let me just before forewarned, if you want to look these up, I, I wanna just make sure just to let you know, these these are actually disgusting. Like they, they these give like I can smell these pictures. Uh, and stuff like that. So this one specifically, I remember this is a this is a tunnel completely covered in it, uh, and this is about I think three to five feet of that, uh, and it's like solid. It's solid. Here's another. Here, here's a person holding up a, a piece of it. Um, that they just I don't know why they're holding it barehanded. First off, but it's massive. So this is just <laughs> this That's is so this massive. is what this is what's gonna happen to our waste product. In the next, um, I guess, 100, maybe even more years, 1,000 years or so, like when we're all like out of here and stuff, and then aliens or whatever next civilization comes up and digs up, they're going to find this stuff and be like, where, where did this come from? We just found fossilized poop is what we found. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not, really, it's not really poop. It's just a combination of all the stuff you flushed down the toilet. And... Um, the the thing is, it has been long-standing problem in waste management. This is like the one of the most common problems in waste management in big cities is dealing with stuff like this because of the buildup. It well, continually yeah, yeah. builds up over and over and over time. And not even in in not even cities in America. This happens in Great Britain and too, where they have old piping and stuff in Europe, like the old style piping and whatnot. That's where it's even worse. <clears throat> so were those pictures that you just showed me in America, or were they they're probably else? they're probably somewhere else? But it does happen in America. It just it's better. We've gotten better about our sewer systems. The other ones in like Europe and stuff, those are older sewer systems, right. which they are much bigger and more made for uh, people able to walk around in and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, not only that, but like they were they're shoddy work. Uh, they were built quick and and all that stuff as because like of the Europe was expanding massively at the time of when sewer systems were being put in. Right. Um, so they just had to put them in quick. 
Um, but yeah, no, they're just, <clears throat> they're not good. Uh, fat bergs occur in sewer systems around the globe in cities and smaller towns. An obstruction can be any type of rough surface capable of snagging debris in brick or concrete sewers. There may be a surplus cement drips damaging brickwork or loose boiler joints damaged by frosty. So this also means that you have cement or anything like that dripping into and then fossilizing this stuff as well. That's where you get kind of the rocks, textures, and all that and whatnot. Um, yeah, no. And the more you learn, kids, the, the more you learn. So not only that, but you got to think of the cooling aspect of how fat works when it's cooled. It congeals and solidifies. And since it's in this in this tunnel where it's very cool and damp and uh, and all that, it's going to congeal and solidify hard. Secret <laughs> and that, and the, and you have and fat works have four main components. You have calcium, fatty acids. FOG, which is the depo deposits of grease and all that disgusting stuff in water. Uh -huh. Those are the fa more four main cons. Um, <laughs> apparently, wet wipes is also listed in here. Uh, I mean, wet wipes is definitely but something. There's other items, of course. Right. Uh, that that happen, such as sanitary napkins, cotton bugs, and needles. Um, what was that last one? Needles. I literally thought you said eels. Need <laughs> I was like eels. <laughs> and eels in the sewer. I was like, what kind of fucking tall tales are you telling? Uh, right now? And uh, food waste, wash down kitchen sinks. It also says condoms in here. Uh, anything that can go down a toilet is going to be in a fatberg. Just so that anything that can go into a sewer system, that's going to be in a fatberg. Just to let you know, um, these things they require specialist equipment, very special equipment to remove. Um, Oh, in the United States, almost half of all sewer blockages are caused by grease, combined with ever-growing use of wet wipes and end-of-sewer systems. Uh, so these – oh, and I actually have some statistics of the impact on these things. Giant fatbergs have blocked sewers in London, New York, Denver, Valicia, and Melbourne. Block fat reacts in the lining of the pipe and undergoes a whole saponif saponification uh this is like it, it's like having oil turn into a soap like substance or something like that um right yeah converting esters into soaps and alcohols um but fatbergs have been considered a source of fuel especially biogas uh which is actually a good thing. So we actually have a way of getting. So we can like we can take get rid of it and we then can, reuse it. We can get rid of it. Uh, uh, most of the fatberg, the most of the fatberg discovered in Whitechapel in London in 2017, weighing. Let's play. Let's play a guessing game. Is it three hundred and thirty kilograms? Is it one thousand three hundred kilograms? Is it? Uh, 13,000 kilograms, or is it 1,300,000 kilograms? The last one. It's the last one, yeah. It's That's 13, a, thir thir just, just 130 tons. It, like, mm. 130 tons. Mm. Stretching more than 250 meters, which is 820 feet, right. uh, was converted into biodiesel. So, just giving you a sheer size of how big these things can get, they can get really, 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 really fucking big, and they have been a problem. Uh, we've gotten better about it, as can I'm just going to talk about campaigns. Campaigns, the launch of against wet wipes and their effect on sewer systems, most notably by Surfers Against Sewage and the Marine Conservation Society, of course, those two. Um, they, they've been working with... 
Um, and then in 2022, Australia and New Zealand developed a product, product labeling standard to help determine if a product is flushable. Uh, so we're getting better about it. But is <laughs> it flushable? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that that's the thing. Oh, look, there's a notable Fatberg section that talks about some that I can go over. Oh, this is so fun for me. Um, I don't know why that video where it's like... Uh, where she's like, I'm on the deep end, <laughs> I just, I Except it was just the name. Uh, and I was like, oh, Jesus. Uh, August 2013, a fatberg roughly eat the size of a bus that weighed 15 tons, consisting of food, fat, and wet wipes, was covered in the drains in London. Um, let me find one that was in America. Let's see. America. Uh, what? A lot of them are in London. Like I said, America. oh, here we go. 2017 in September. Uh, Fatberg cons- uh, was discovered under the streets of Baltimore, Maryland, causing that caused the spillage of 1.2 million gallons of uh, sewage into the Jones Falls, uh, which is not good. Uh, a lot of them take place in London, but that's just because London is built on a very, very bad sewer system. This is absolutely wild. Like, I hope that you guys are just as surprised as I am about the Fatberg situation. Oh, no, it's crazy. <laughs> the whole situation is much more, in, in, like, insane than you would expect it to be. It is an actual, like, crisis in the sewer system management. Uh, because it, it's, it's just, for older systems, it, there's no good way for them to be cleaned. So uh, they, there's just a lot of buildup over the time. Uh, that and also like sewer management hasn't is something that wasn't really implemented until like the past century at least or something like that right uh so <clears throat> could be even or, like the past two centuries at least it's it's not, it's it's a pr- fairly new profession uh <laughs> i'm i'm looking at these these are all crazy uh these are absolutely crazy they got one during the covid outbreak that happened in Melbourne, Australia. Uh, and they blamed it primarily on the shortage of toilet paper. Uh, at least for that one. So, anyways, yeah, that's All that's right. my naked truth. That's I'm done talking about disgusting stuff. Uh, but we do have to talk about some actual real news. Um, as it's... And I don't know what I had going. I did talk about Starfield earlier. And NASA is a part of Starfield in a sense. It's NASA punk. Uh, but this is about NASA, as they have appointed a person to be the chief of aliens. Yes, I kind of I kind of summarized that. Well, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Like so, NASA, of course, like with uh, everything that has been coming out recently, with all of uh, the government being like, "Hey, you know, aliens are real, and uh, so are their ships." You know what I mean? Like, oh my have- God, I didn't even talk about that thing. I'll talk about it after this. It's the thing with Mexico and their aliens that they just that they said they just discovered. Oh yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I need to talk. We have to talk about That's that. That's wild. Yeah. No. Like, so so NASA. I definitely uh, wasn't expecting that one to come out of 2023. No. <laughs> uh, you know we all had bets about 2023. Uh-huh. Like that one was not on the bingo sheet. NASA you know? appoints first ever UAP chief and promises not to conceal existence of aliens. So basically, this dude is literally here to be like, yo, if we ever discover any aliens or anything like that. You'll be knowing about it. Uh, and that's good. I like that. That's what I want to hear. You know what I mean? Like, because because then it's not. it doesn't sound like they're trying to hide it anymore as we can further progress with technology and stuff. People are going to find out. Uh, it's possible we've already seen some. 
but we just don't know. Or the government already knows about it, multiple governments already know about it, and they're just hiding it because they're worried about how people will react. It's it's a multiple variables of things, so... Um, I'm waiting until one actually comes down publicly and talks to us Leader. as a whole. And <laughs> what if they were shaped like a crab? So. Like they were just a very large crab, but they talked like. Well, chances are they aren't going to be humanoid. So I would. I mean, I would hope not. I don't. No, no offense, but I don't think every alien should have the humanoid basis to it. They should. They should be very varied in yeah, degree. Yeah, I don't think that they're all going to uh, walk on two legs. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. So, but yeah, they got the existence of aliens. But since we're talking about the existence of aliens, Mexico, somebody, some, some uh, UFOlogist in Mexico came out with these, these bodies of, at least I would call them quote unquote bodies of, of these, pa- of, like people are calling them paper mache. Some people are calling them fake cakes. Uh, some people. Somebody did a cake video. That's I know, why. but they're, 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 there's, there's these small little creature humanoid things and these encased boxes uh and they there's like there's whole things of of this one forensic dude doing an and and like an a a breakdown of like an autopsy on them and stuff like that uh they're saying that these are legit aliens they look like like what you would consider the grays aliens to be and stuff like that um but people have been debunking this um Apparently now they're going to undergo lab tests at the moment right now. Uh, they say they're a thousand years old. Um, they're two mummified specimens. Uh, yeah, Jamie Mousen, that's the guy. Uh, the journalist and self self-proclaimed UFOologist, Jamie Mousen, uh, presented these mu- uh, mummies to the Mexican Congress. Uh, so yeah, and now they're going undergoing lab tests and stuff like that. Um, we're going to find out soon whatever is going on at these. Guarantee you, uh, I don't, this, this is the thing now. We're in the age where if this is actually real, we have no idea of actually knowing if it's real or not. Because people are going to, of course, spread lies about it. I hope that they're real. It would be cool, but at the same time, I have no idea if they're fucking real or not. And the thing is, is at this point in time, if they're real, cool. But like, I'm so desensitized to the to the fact that like like if aliens came down, what would we do about it? Because Starfield. It, it, <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's just. But like in my opinion, these things look a little fake to me. They look like these were manu- They look manufactured, uh, and not even that. But like whatever autopsy they were showing or whatnot. Um, that they had the pictures for also look a little suspicious. It's just it 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 I I need more and I actually need confirmation from people who aren't saying they're self-proclaimed UFOologists or right. something like that. So uh that. yeah. So, uh speaking of more real world stuff, uh <laughs> we're gonna jump back to Earth. Uh much much in a world uh like in Disney world. world, uh there's a lot of crazy stuff that goes on. Uh, and one crazy thing that happened is a wild boar broke loose, causing a lot of bear. ride closures. 
Oh, it's a bear. I bear. read that wrong. I read that wrong. Bear. It's worse. <laughs> it's even worse than what you thought, bro. Uh. Like, like I, that's why I stopped. I was like, bro, it's a fucking boar. Okay? It's not Winnie the Pooh. It could be a country bears member, but that would be even more terrifying. Uh, <laughs> not the country bears, bro. Uh, it cost 10 rides to shut down. This sucks. Um, a black bear in a tree near Big Thunder Mountain Why is the bear going to be road. black, huh? Why is it gonna be called black bear climbing trees? They don't all climb trees. Uh, I mean, black bears can climb trees. No, they climb trees. They're yeah. known for climbing trees. But uh, uh, they definitely <sighs> shut down Disney World. Causing part a ride of it and anyway. other attractions in Frontierland, Adventureland, and Liberty Square to shut down. So this dude they just had to snuck drink in. That bitch. This dude just snuck it's in. It's a girl. It's an adult female this, bear. This 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 girl just snuck in. She's like, you know what? I want to go to Disneyland. This looks fun. Uh, I may be a bear, but that doesn't mean I can't have a good time. Uh, and and they Barely. Just, they, just yeah. they wanted to go on Big Thunder Mountain. It he wanted to like be it. sneaky. Like, it's just it's, so cute. It sounded like, like it, but no, they dealt with Fuzzy it. Fuzzy Wuzzy um, was a bear. Fuzzy Wuzzy had no hair. The, F, the FWC safely captured the adult female bear spotted in the tree earlier today. Of course, this happens in Florida, though. You know uh, what I mean? Like, of all the places. But yes, the Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission. They came in and they they uh, tranked the bear. And they, they got this like, bear we're down. We're gonna relocate you. And, well, yeah, uh, of course. That just means we're gonna put you in witness protection program for animals. <laughs> Not the witness protection. Spe- speaking of someone that might need to go into it, this is so. I, I don't doubt this because Russell Brand is also a very crazy individual Bro, who has done so, a so who I has ha- done a lot of I'm crazy putting, stuff. I'm putting this in here because I saw something on Facebook that my friend Alyssa shared, and it said, "Oh no, not Russell Brand, the one person that we totally expected to do this." And I was like, you know what? Like, so just Russell gonna... Brand has come a long way ever, like since all he got around. sober. Since he since he came sober, he's done also a lot of good advocacy things. But it, there's no doubt in my mind that during the time when he when was doing he was a lot doing of crazy of drugs and all of his crazy shit and being like, that, oh, I'm married for six days to Katy Perry that, bullshit, that and... there could be possibilities of, of sexual assault happening. And for sure, and and it's a, it's it's just. I mean, so so the, the he has UK, he is doing tour dates. I didn't know he was doing tour dates. I guess oh yeah, he's a musician too. I always he is a musician. He, there's a lot yeah, of aspects that I forget about that. Yeah, like he's totally the musician type. He's you know what I mean? he's one of those people that in my on my radar they've come up from doing a lot of crazy stuff, fallen down because they've stopped doing it, and now they're coming back up again because right. I keep seeing more stuff about them. But now this is also on my radar. Uh, and this is going to be a lot on also a lot of other people's radar. They're going to be like, oh, I forgot about Russell Brand. What's he up to? Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. But, yeah, no. Um, yeah, so it's just... Yeah, a lot of lot of lot of a lot of stuff like this coming out with people that yeah, like but all of the stuff that's happening with him, every a lot of these celebrities don't come with a lot of uh, proof. Uh huh. This one came with loads of it. Dude. Oh, like, I bet it, it's not good. Yeah. It's definitely not looking good for him. That's not good. Um, well, he he canceled his UK. He postponed. Sorry, postponed. Not canceled yet. Uh, maybe he should have canceled. Yeah, yeah. a lot of lot of stuff. I'm looking at this stuff. Three months relationship. Nope. That's that's an underage number. That's not a good one. 
Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't think there's a good underage number, Zach. <laughs> None of them know. are good. I'm just talking in general. It's well, the way a, that you said it sounded good. like you're like, well, that's not a good underage number. Okay. Okay. Like as as they get lower on the scale, and and you would have to agree with me, it gets worse. Oh, sure. I'm not saying that yeah. it's like. All of them are bad, though. Yeah, all of them are bad, but, like, strategically, they can only get worse as you go down the number system. Um, so, he's also an actor, too, so he also probably is part of the acting strikes and whatnot. But speaking of those strikes and, and, and all that, you have a bunch of other actors and actresses dealing with that fallback. Um, Drew Barrymore is one of those. Uh, who I forget that she has a show called the Drew Barrymore Show. Um, she is not going to be resuming the show. Um, no, the fact of the matter is that originally she she said fuck everybody on SAG-AFTRA, fuck all of the writers. Really? Yes, and she said that my show is going to continue. She put out an I Instagram post no and said I'm going idea. to fucking die on this hill, and you guys can fuck off. And now once everybody and all oh, of her actor friends and all these people came down on her fucking head she was just like well i'm gonna walk it back it's the week of walkbacks we're gonna talk about drew unity. barrymore we're show gonna talk about unity engine in a little bit drew barrymore like, show resumes without writers amid a okay wait i want to see what she said yeah no just read it uh here you got kicked out of the drew barrymore show because we were handed pids from the writer's strike we offered to put them away huh it is our policy to welcome anyone due to the heightened security concerns. That's not what it is. Yeah, she didn't even say anything. Yeah, no, that's crazy. So she's backtracking. She's uh, backtracking. She's which, I, like I said, it's the week good. of walkbacks. That's not good. No, Unity I didn't did the know. exact same thing. Unity is doing the exact same Russell thing. Russell Brand is probably gonna have to do yeah, the same no, thing. Yeah, no, he's doing too. walkbacks. Everybody's walking back. Like, uh, I don't want to. And walk I don't really back. blame him because uh, uh, these people are fucking crazy. There's a there's a few of that. Speaking of walk forwards, though. Um, Disney's putting out some content on their Plus uh, streaming service. This one I would like to watch. Uh, Werewolf by Night was a very good delight of the Marvel Cinematic Werewolf Universe. Werewolf by Night was a really good delight. <laughs> Not intentional, Werewolf but it came into night. my head. Um, <laughs> the, the black and white cinematography of it was fantastic for the setting of Werewolf by Night. But now we're getting a color release yes. for it. Uh, I'm happy I sent which this to you, which is like, which is cool. It comes out October twentieth, uh, and I would interested because I want to see the colors that they put into this uh, for for a film like this because I feel like it could be also colorful as well, like for the setting and whatnot. Oh, for sure, for sure. I wonder if they're gonna do it up like uh, Rob Zombie's The Monsters. Now presented in vibrant color, like I want to say Technicolors, maybe what they're gonna go with. Maybe uh, color takes like place on the, the dark classic. and summer night. Yeah. Uh, it'd be really cool. Um, the original black and white rever version, of course, s still there. Um, wait, what? The original black and white version by, uh, will be released on Hulu for the first time September 15th of this year. It will also be available to watch on Hulu until October 31st. Okay. All right. It does look like, yeah, no, they're going with the Technicolor vibe. Which definitely looks really, 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 really cool that they did it like that. That'll be interesting. That'll be very interesting to see. Uh, For sure. But I'll have to figure out a way because Disney Plus doesn't exist on my oh, subscriptions I'll, I'll find anymore. A way. Don't worry about me. Yeah. Speaking <laughs> of ways, um, 
Sony is really trying to find a way to incorporate Venom and Spider-Man into the same film. As there is deleted Sony video uh, that apparently... They, they, it they, looks like they majorly spoiled They posted and quickly deleted a TikTok mashup of Tom Hardy and Topher Grace's Venoms fighting. Which that, and they are <laughs> completely done up Venoms, may I add. And uh, so everybody's like taking the screenshots and they're like, uh, Sony posted and then quickly deleted their TikTok mashup of Tom Hardy and Topher Grace's Venoms fighting. I want to see these against Venom- each other. I want to see these Venoms fighting. Yeah. So uh, everybody is assuming that Venom Three is about to be a Venom verse film, which would make sense, and it goes along with uh, what Sony's working on with uh, Spider Man as well. So I wouldn't be surprised if we saw something like that at all. Oh wait, hold on. Did I find it? Somebody said Sony is creating its own multiverse with no superheroes, just the villains. <laughs> Sony's villain. I don't think this is it. Probably they deleted it. This is three days ago. Uh, this is from Sony Pictures. Sh- sh- this is not it. This is not Sony Pictures thing. Um, but no, that's crazy. <sighs> yeah. Thirty second video. Mm, yeah. Uh, but I don't know. That's 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 why I'm okay with that. Yeah. Uh, Venom three fight between two so, Venoms. What if there's more than two Venoms? I'm just saying. They're probably gonna they're Venom, go- Venom Venom Venom. No. <laughs> So, speaking of Venom, the Nun has some Venom with black blood of her own, right? uh, Am I wrong on that? No, like, Doja Cat's demon was in there, too. You said that. (laughs) It's so fucking wild. Uh, No, so Nun 2 and Haunting in Venice are are fighting for weakest box office uh, wins, but uh, Nun 2, of course, being part of the Conjuring-verse and... Everybody latching onto that as like the mainstream horror thing right now, uh, series wise for film franchise wise. Sorry, um, they're gonna watch that more. Um. Well, yeah, like uh, obviously the Conjuring versus the bigger IP out of the two. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And they've had a dedicated following for over ten years now. Uh, so yeah, obviously that's gonna hold. But not saying that you know. Uh, uh, Haunting in Venice didn't have a good little little fight going on there. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, the nun saw fifty five percent drop from its initial performance of thirty two point six million, uh, where it reached fifty five point five million domestically and crossed over a hundred million uh, internationally and has earned uh, one fifty eight point eight million globally. Uh, Haunting in Venice did put up a good fight. Uh, it it just barely lost, uh, bringing in fourteen point five mil. Um, what what did they rate it? What the Haunting of Venice? Yeah. Uh, like, I can look it I up. I feel like a Haunting in Venice has a better rating. Like oh, it probably does. Than, uh, 78, 80, per, 80 people like it's 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 around seventies and stuff like that, which is pretty average. It's pretty like pretty standard for like how the Agatha Christie uh murder films with Hercule Poirot have been. Right. Um, but none. Two. Let's look at this bitch. Uh, fifty-one, five point nine. 
74 audience score, so it's a little less. But, uh, yeah, so. Just had a look. How's the Nun, like the original Nun? Oh, that's it's at a 24% on Rotten Tomatoes. Ooh. Ooh, people did not like the original one. I'm agree with that. Compared to compared, they compared like to the, uh, they like the, the newer one, one more than more? the original. Wow. Yeah. Well, but then again, it hasn't been uh, out as mm -hmm. long. You know what I mean. So speaking of things that are gonna come out and gonna be wild and weird and strange, and also I was meant to send this to you at some point, but you already saw it on your radar. Um, Nicholas Cage likes to get into some. Uh, he's having a, he's having an uphill moment. Like he's coming back. Yeah, he's um, coming back, like, after, you know, bankrupting himself, literally. Yeah. Bankrupting himself, uh, and, you know, having to foreclose on his mansions, like, in the early 2000s, uh, or mid-2000s, excuse me. He's on a, he's on an upturn, dude. Like, he, everybody wants him to be in his movie, and he's into it, you know what I mean? No, it doesn't matter so what kind of film that it I is or saw, what kind of budget that it is. There's like, a comment on this film's trailer that I saw, and it said, Nicolas Cage is a great actor but he has to be paired with a great director and i agree with that he is a fantastic actor he's because oh. he, he has really great talent I like but bone. i've seen him be in films that make absolutely no sense bro what if they instead for, of for hiring what Jason Statham for crank they hired no <laughs> no 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 <laughs> Uh, Dude, I told you it was a demented thought. It, it's it's going to be called Crunk because uh, of his character crunk. from uh, the Krugs. <laughs> Not Crunk. <laughs> uh, crunk. Oh, man. No. So, no, he's, do he's doing great. And I've seen some really great films recently that he has been in um, that have been strong for what, for, for the, for what they are. Uh, Colorado Space is one. Mandy is another pig. Uh, pig made me cry. I didn't expect fucking that. You know ma I mean? the like, the massive what? Oh my god! The unbearable weight of, of massive, massive talent, talent yeah. which is all about himself. Still a really great film. Banger. Uh, uh, <laughs> this is so good. Um, he's doing a really good job, and and this is no doubt to be another great one. And it's called Dream Scenario, an A twenty four film. It's about a dude that just pops up in people's dreams. And now he's a star because of it. He gains fame and notoriety. And I love I love this kind of idea where it it's is weird. It's and weird. I like it, but, and I but, like it, but 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 that's it, also an A twenty four quality but that it I is, really it enjoy is, about that company. It is similar to how random people nowadays will just become relevant or famous for no reason. For, no reason. Right, exactly. for a video that they that randomly somebody posted of them or something like that. And now they're known everywhere and people know about them and for what for if they like, like the it or, island boys. oh my god dude they shouldn't even be famous <laughs> but but you get my point it's the thing is like we get watching through the trailer you get to see this dude has to deal with people that he doesn't even know coming up to him and being like why were you in my dream what's going on did you have control of it why didn't you stop anything and it's like he doesn't have the questions he doesn't know what's going on right. he's just appearing in the dreams and it's the same thing with with the scenario of fame is you have people coming up and asking if you're going to do more shit like that or if you're going to be they're going to film you to try to get your reaction and see if you if you do that but 
in my opinion, having that much fame, just like breaking out from like literally n- not even knowing how to deal with it, mm-hmm. that can cause a strain on everything in your life. And that's right. what I get for this film. This, this is going to be a film where you're going to see a dude have to transform his whole like thinking of how to deal with living because now everybody knows about him. And whether he likes it or not, people are either going to love him or hate him. <clears throat> and and you just gotta have to deal with it at that point. Yeah. So, uh, but no, the cast also too is gonna be headed. You have Ju- Julian Nicholson, Michael Sarah I saw was in it. Uh, Tim Meadows, Dylan. Uh, let's see, Dylan Baker will be in it as a sort supporting cast. Um, but yeah, no, it's just a- Borgley's second mainstream feature was produced by Bo is Afraid and Hereditary Mastermind Ari Aster. Of course it is. Alongside his frequent <laughs> collaborator Lars Knudsen. Of course it is. No, it, it kind of gives me the kind of the same surrealist vibe uh that plays on reality it's like oh so this is this is a subversion of actual our reality and how we, we would react we to it go to the insider version of this uh-huh like you know what i mean so that we can like get the bonus stuff mm-hmm. it's i i think this is a really cool idea i thought i when i saw this i was like you know what this is a great way of telling how fame affects just a normal individual for sure uh I, even though that it is through such a strange lens uh, but I love that. I think that that's fantastic. And also having Nick Cage as the main character, I think that was also a great choice. So, um, for sure. Yeah. So, but we've come to the end of our movie stuff as we got to move into more walkbacks, specifically the biggest, the biggest walkback walk of, of this week. week. And that is with Unity. And if you don't know what Unity is, and I'll explain it just briefly, Unity has been the source engine for a lot of small indie games for the past 20 years, yeah. maybe yeah. something like that. About, you know, it is. It has been. It has like been integral to startup games. And not only for that, some of the games I talked about today, Solar Ash, I think Firewatch, and I Firewatch think Firewatch was definitely one of them. I think we went over. <clears throat> did did I go over this last week? Manifold Garden is also another one. Uh, there, there's. It wasn't with you. I don't know. I, I, but I went over a whole list of games with Mark. Guarantee Mark. you, there is. If you if you played a game in the past te- like 10, 20 years that has been made by a small company or anything like that, guarantee you is made on Unity. It and and Unity is a big company because of this. They have made a lot of money, but recently. They have gone through a change in their policies towards monetization and the fees that come with developing games. Uh, and everybody is, who develops games for, uh, on their system is very mad because what they have done is they've created this fee system where regardless of if your game turns out good or not, uh, regardless of how much money you put into the system, regardless of if even if you put money into it at all, you will or you will owe a fee every time your game is downloaded <clears throat> to Unity, and that is that is really bad. It is, and, and that might not sound like a lot. It might sound like oh okay, this so this fee is pretty small. Yeah, it's a twenty cents fee for every new installation after twenty two hundred thousand units. Okay, that's fine. Two hundred thousand units means two hundred thousand downloads. That might not sound that might sound like a lot, but it's really not in the grand scope of how pe- how much people game. Especially if you put your game on like Steam or Epic's Game Store or something, where people will see it heavily. 
uh, if you have it incorporated for Game Pass or anything, then they'll put it on the front page of the new recently added games and stuff like that. Right. And they'll just push it f- to be more in the space of people to be able to see it. That will easily surpass what I see, the tw- 200,000 unit mark. And well, that- you have to think about it. Like, a lot of these smaller games, you don't think about it, but phone games. Mm-hmm. Genshin Impact is their number one phone game. And they think that they're going to make a bunch of money. That, that's why they did this is because of Genshin Impact. Because you know how many millions of downloads that that game has? It's, their, it's Unity's number one game. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm telling you. And uh, uh, people just spend microtransactional money on there all the time. You know what I mean? Genshin Impact, Pokemon Go, Hollow Knight, Silk Song, Cult of the Lamb, Among Us. You know what I mean? Those Rust, are, Rust 2. Like, those those just, games have are, are very notable right now. But I will just bring up a game. Unity games list i'll just go through <laughs> this is gonna be fun to put fu- charity massive. bundles so humble bundle will be uh any uh, any game that you've played in the past on your phone uh has been probably made in unity uh you got rust subnautica pokemon go crossy road my friend pedro uh battletech seven days to die bomber crew beholder uh fall guys untitled goose gang bro force uh I can keep Cluster Truck, uh, City Skylines, any of the City's games, actually. You know what? I have to list that. Any City's game. Um, I can go further back. Oh, wow. Look at this. I just found the full-on uh, thing. Um, and it's just a full-on list of every Unity-made game. And it's massive. This also affects Nintendo. Not only that, it also affects Nintendo. Big, big companies. So you will use Unity and stuff like that for ports on uh, on mobile games and stuff. So, thinking about it in the large scope, for developers that literally work on small scale budgets, where they're that's either like one or two programs or something like this, this is really bad for them. With their game explodes. Well, yeah. So, so uh, like Among Us. That's a mm-hmm. that's a great example of a really small team doing this. If among if this happened five years ago, like I, I literally saw a meme that said uh, five years ago when you got a million downloads overnight, and then yeah. it was a smiling face, uh-huh. and then the other one was devoid of color, and it said uh, in 2024, in 2024 when you have a million downloads. You know what I mean? So you're just in the fucking hole. So especially if it's a free game. So Team Cherry, who made Hollow Knight, one of my favorite games of all time, they made it back in 2016 or something like that. If this happened around that time. Their game would have exploded because the game was very popular and it did. It was a very well created uh, uh, Metroidvania game. Um, they would go bankrupt. That team, Team Cherry, would would disp- They would not create any more games after that, and they wouldn't update the game after that anymore because one, the amount of fees that would cost when they hit million of do- million downloads. So if you just take let, let's just do this real fucking quick. Just point two times a million um, is 200,000. 200, mm-hmm. That's that's 200,000 from, from... If the game was free. If the game... And if, that's not even including if the game was free. Uh, if the no, game... No, no, I'm saying if the game was free, they'd be in the whole $200,000. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, Regardless, if you had a small team, it's bad. This whole system is bad. It's a really bad system, and they're and and you know what they're gonna do? They said they apologized. They're backtracking. 
<laughs> uh, this isn't the only issue I told that you it was the this of isn't this isn't the only issue that they had like had with the whole uni thing. A bunch of uh, there was a there was a bunch of other things that happened for like policies and stuff that they were updating that weren't good for developers, but was really good for them because it was going to make money off of the developers and also the consumers at the same time. Um, right. Uh, so, uh, a bunch of developers came out. A lot of them. Some developers that don't even talk about like transparency on their game. Sometimes I saw them say, "We don't even come out and make public statements. We did this because you fucked up." And that's literally word for word what they said. Uh, and it's we've true. We've never seen a fuck up this bad. You, you it, fucked up. Yeah. Like, uh, so they they closed their office. Yeah, they were receiving fucking death threats. Yeah. Like, because. You know what? Like, I understand as as somebody who hopefully will put out a small game in the future. You know what I mean? I if somebody just all of a sudden said I was uh, two hundred thousand dollars in a hole because I mm. got a million downloads. You know what I mean? Like, no, it's not fair. Like, it's not fair to up and coming developers at all. But also having people death threat Unity over it is also not cool because the people who uh, it's probably it's more I'm than like it's expected. It's more it's expected, but it's more than likely the higher ups that are making these big big decisions and not really all over the whole company. Well, they, people know that. <laughs> I know. Like, they don't think everybody at Unity's bad. Like mm, these four developers. I wouldn't like, be surprised there's people out there that that believe that just take the whole face value of everything. But they've apologized for the install fee policy and says they will be making changes to it. A new report, apparently this is an update. There's some changes reportedly coming to the policy. Uh, Unity told staffers in the meeting this morning that it's considering capping fees to 4% of the game's revenue for customers making over $1 million, Which still... Is not uh, additionally installations that count. What if it's your first million, you know what I mean. Like that's just so. So fun. they're t they're taking they're taking four percent of that, which would be forty thousand dollars, I think. Uh, and you're not even talking about probably what that one million is gonna be able to cover for yourself, which is gonna cover marketing fees, maybe if you ever did marketing. For sure. Uh, marketing any, is a really any, big part Any of shipping games. and handling packaging fees that you might have for for shipping out all the products. Any any product developing and manufacturing fees because you'll be having to deal if you're trying to make physical copies of your game maybe if you're going to go that route, um, that's just extra money. It's just that one million that they're getting will have to go towards that. So the forty thousand they're taking out isn't is, they think wouldn't really affect them that much, but it probably would. Um, it's additionally though they will installations that count toward reaching the threshold of fee enforcement won't be retroactive. Um, so it's just, this whole system really sounds like they're still trying to find a way to get past this. It's, it's the same thing I, we talked about with, uh, who was it that was going through, oh, Netflix and the password sharing thing. Mm -hmm. They're like, we're going to backtrack, but we're not going to, we're not going to give up on this just yet. Right. It's the same thing with this. We're backtracking because you don't like it, but we agree. We, we believe we're in the right here. So we're going to make sure that we do this the right way. <clears throat> they not make you upset. In the end, they're still going to be upset. You lost a lot of business before. Ten, the stock, the stock dropped ten percent after the announcement. <clears throat> I don't blame the people for being upset. I'd throw my shit out too. Like I want to actually look at Unity stock. Let's do this live Unity stock check. <clears throat> live uh, Unity stock check. 
I know. Stock price. Oh, it's down. It's going down. It's going down, down. It's going down. I'm yelling Dude. Dude. Dude, this is... Okay. Over the last two weeks, what is it? Two or weeks? Give it a month. Uh, yeah. I was going to do the last day, but... uh no, do the last month. Last five days. <laughs> Not even the last five no, days. No, the last five... This, happened, this happened before. You want to do the last... Do the last month. No, last month doesn't matter is it because like last month is they had but a big. But it shows you if it was stable. But before. they had a big boom spike. No, because they had a big boom spike. You want to do last five days because it gives you a good growth of when they dropped. Well, no, the other one shows you when it dropped too, but it shows you if it was stable beforehand. Oh well, which it wasn't. If you go back, it was it wasn't stable for a bit, but they did really good. No, it's because... not stable. Like <laughs> like they. It going up and then going back down, yeah, like, that's not stable. They're going through a lot of major changes. The thing is, is that you have this big shift from them being 36 USD per... It was around, it was almost $40. And then after Friday, September 5th at 8 p.m., uh, right when uh, September, Monday, September 18th came around, it dropped down to 33 Uh Now... If we look at it now, it's still around 33, and people are expected. No, it's actually lower. It keeps going lower. It's going lower. It keeps dropping. It's dropping significantly. It didn't drop as fast as before, but it's still dropping. Um, so, yeah, that's not good. <sighs> the last thing before the break is another U-style uh, company, Ubisoft. Um, another gaming company. And then, uh, so... I didn't, know, 11th, I didn't know about this. This is fucked up. So, uh, on September 11th, most of over 4,000 employees at Ubisoft Montreal returned to the office begrudgingly in Montreal's uh, Mile End for the first time in three years. But hardly anyone seems happy about it. You want to know why? And there are people who are furious. You want to know why? Because they, they uh, had a return to office plan that would allow people post-COVID to work 50 like either 50 50 or 80 20 mm -hmm. like only going to the office maybe one day a week or not even at all you know because some some of these aren't necessary yeah uh at all uh especially for game development you could do pieces from far away you know what i mean and code something over here and then have somebody else code something over there it's a really easy process but they uh, instead wanted people to come into the office and since they made this this rule like that you could work remote but now they're walking that back and uh saying hey you have to show up to the office at least two times a week there's people who live not even in the in the united states or not uh, in the canada you know what i mean there are people who live in the united states who have who have moved cross countries cr across canada wherever for to live in their dream home you know what i mean thinking that they would be able to keep their job at the Montreal office. Mandatory for all employees. Exception, exemptions only made for employees with explicit needs once all of their solutions have been explored. Yeah, once all their solutions have been explored. Like, that, that it doesn't sound like they're going to be doing any sort of There, There are reasons like, not to return. There's reasons why people don't want to return. Noisy calls in the open office. Transit costs, lack of sufficient equipment or accommodations for specific accessibility needs or working styles. Uh, they brought up the quality of the Montreal office specifically, mentoring past issues such as leaks, rats, bugs, and... Dearth. 
dearth of typical office perks such as I don't know what I've the lack thereof. Okay. Uh, office perks like it's free coffee they yeah. don't even give them free fucking coffee for working in the office several raised health concerns citing ongoing fears about COVID yes, 19 like it, and it's literally becoming peak time for COVID 19 and they want everybody to go back to the fucking uh-huh. office so they can what go get sick so that they can move out of their houses you know what i mean like all these people are freaking the fuck out because they they said oh yeah you could work a hundred percent uh uh remote long term long term with employees making major life decisions or even accepting job offers assuming they could work from home for the foreseeable future. I don't like that this is it because Ubisoft Montreal, I'm pretty sure, is the original. It's the big one. It's, it's the, the it's original. The, it's the one that you think of when you think of fucking Ubisoft. It's the original, like, and I don't like that because... So it says several employees have gone as far to speculate that the change was effectively a soft layoff on the, on the part of Ubisoft, an effort to assuage people uh, like to quit to uh, uh, receive compensation for their financial problems that they've been having as they gaslit their own employees. They gaslit their own employees, 100%. And uh, so multiple commenters pointed out that Ubisoft has had long, has had agreements with Quebec and Montreal governments to bring jobs and foot traffic to Montreal in return for significant tax credits that have driven wider industry growth in the province. But the program has historically been a controversial one, and its merits may well be under scrutiny again amid Montreal's wider struggles to rejuvenate its downtown post-pandemic and broader trend and working... And worker disinterest in returning. If off. Ubisoft cannot fall under before the Japan video game for Assassin's Creed is, is released, that'd be great. Um, I don't. There's major. <laughs> there's major people like these major animators that are working for Montreal, Quebec. You understand what I'm saying? Like it. Uh, it's not for Quebec. It's for Montreal. Or, excuse me. For for Ubisoft Montreal. Because I don't know about the whole Quebec situation. Quebec's well, Quebec the, is like the, the province Quebec, as a whole. Quebec, they, were, they were working with Quebec to bring foot traffic back to Montreal. I know. Like, but there, there's, Mon- there's Ubisoft Quebec and there's Ubisoft Montreal. Ubisoft Quebec has made some other stuff more open world, extremely open world based stuff, which is why they made Odyssey. And they're working on the, the Red, it just has Creed Red, which is why I'm kind of glad that it's not Montreal, that's Montreal is getting in trouble and not Quebec. Although. There's a possibility that that stuff might come out about them. I just can can they not get in trouble for another month, please? Like every month, you have to have something come out about you guys. Um, and I like your games, but what what is going on in management, man? Yeah, it says, and then like like Ubisoft blizzard instituted its own similarly unpopular forced to return to office earlier this year what happened to blizzard well according to blizzard developers on social media the rto policy resulted in a mass exodus of talent so impactful that at one point the company was creating crisis maps of what it could and could not ship with the people it had left and that's blizzard yeah okay so i expect the exact same thing like what, what, it's like they shoot themselves in the foot. What happened? Why is my foot hurting? You know what I mean? Like no, that, it's, it's that they it's, literally shot themselves it's, in the it's, foot. It's Eric Andre shooting Hannibal in the show and being like, who killed Hannibal? Blannable. Blannable. Who, who, who killed that guy? And you're holding, and they're holding the gun. <laughs> Anyways, we got a break here. Yeah. Uh, when we come back, we got more. 
stuff, uh, FTC v Xbox uh, court document leaks. Not only with those leaks, though, there's leaks of games and other things. There's so much in this which leak it's, that, that I have separate things for the same thing, like just to make sure that I hit all of them. I don't... Like, I, you guys will hear from us. Give us just a minute. We'll be right back with all this information. Ah, there you are. Take this potion of healing and rest your weary feet, wanderer. You're halfway there. <sighs> you are now fully rested. And we are back, people. Back on that gang. I don't know. Uh -huh. I don't know. Okay. Uh, what did you say something. <laughs> all right. FTC, uh, Xbox. FTC versus Xbox so, Court Document Leaks. Xbox won. had to go through, a, Microsoft specifically had to go through a whole thing with the FTC. They won, by the way. Not FTC, Xbox did. Uh, Microsoft did. Uh, but in the due time, a bunch of court documents had to be looked through. And of course, they were leaked onto the internet, and people got to look at these. Um, we got to talk about the big one. Uh, Elder Scrolls Six is going to be an X is what apparently will be an Xbox console exclusive. I'm not saying this is true, but this is what a court document has said. Well, before I do this, so like uh, Xbox's Phil Spencer acknowledges the mass co massive court document leak, and he said so much has changed since then. Yeah. So all of this stuff that we are going to be reading to you may not hold true in a month because all of this stuff is changed oh for sure So, like this is just a previous instance of this so uh but before we before we start all this not all this is 100 percent factual but what is 100 percent factual is that this was discussed at one time or another yeah uh within my microsoft's confines and so. and it uh so yeah no that that's they haven't fully confirmed this but it was they had a, a thing that revealed that not only they were skipping PlayStation platform, but could release in 2026. But that could that's probably changed by now, uh, as like this got probably revealed before Starfield got released, and as Starfield got released, they're probably going to be mm -hmm. shifting a bunch of stuff around now. Um, so, not just in response to this, but just because that's what companies do. They, they, it's not even that they look at like the platform and like their newest product and be like, okay this works this doesn't and we're gonna shift it from here and they just gotta adjust it uh so yeah no that's happening activision was briefed on switch successor late last year uh apparently yeah nintendo briefed activision on next gen console in december 2022 uh this is heavily redacted uh one email revealed preparations for meeting between nintendo president and several activision executives including CEO Bobby Kotick. Oh, that's fantastic. Um, but yeah, no. Um, the next-gen Nintendo console offers performances more in line with the PS4 and Xbox One. Now, this other thing is Microsoft's plan to release updated versions of the Series X and S models next year. The Series S X is now going to be a cylinder, at least from what this looks like. Um, they're calling it Brooklyn uh, for this version, 
And then they also have the Elwood for the Series S, which has pretty much stayed the same except for a few modifications. And then they have this and updated then. controller, which I will get more into uh, soon. Uh, and it's called Sibyle. Sibyle. It's an it's an updated controller that has a, a few new modifications and dual haptic, what seems like dual haptic sense, uh, which they've, I think, found a way to get past the patent on that that sony has um max office plan yeah but they they're planning on it they're they they've talked phil spencer has talked about it. no need for mid-generation refresh but they apparently might be working on this for next year um the the, the brooklyn X. series x reveals the console will feature two terabytes of storage 16 gigs of ram will come in 100 percent recyclable packaging uh series x will include 10 gigs of ram uh, price will remain the same as predecessors. Um, they're just modifying it to work a little better. Um, For sure. So, yeah, that's going to maybe happen. So, then also we get game remasters, which I will talk about more soon. But the big ones is being Fallout 3 and Elder Scrolls 4 Oblivion as ones that they're going to be well, working we on. Knew that Elder the, the Oblivion one was happening. Oh, for uh, sure. Like, they, they did, like, a little teaser trailer thing on the, uh, uh... I don't know. Like, the Twitter, or yeah. X, whatever. So, but whatever it's fucking called now. But Fallout 3 is getting a remaster, which will be interesting. Uh, yeah, so they're gonna be seeing that happen, uh, at some point. Um, but this other, this next one, to me, is... If it has not shifted back some years, please shift it back a few more years. We do not need another console in an eight-year span. We don't need another console in a in a ten-year span. Hey, wait sure. ten years and then start start trying to push it out. But they are planning on releasing the next-gen Xbox console in 2028, from what it says sounds in this in this court document at the time. Uh, one document release mentions an Xbox system that will be next-generation hybrid game platform. Uh, they this a development kit slated to launch in 2027. Uh, the document you can view mentions a thin OS for a sub nine uh, something ninety nine dollar consumer handheld. So something that will be like cloud gaming devices and stuff like that. Except just sponsored by Microsoft uh -huh. versus like us for for now. You know, using third party. Uh, stuff yeah like as much as backbones are cool like there's going to be an upgraded version of oh for sure it. you know that so uh <laughs> another thing is phil spencer just wants to buy nintendo outright um yeah <laughs> it just kind of makes sense yeah um i mean like it makes sense to me but I, who would not want to require the biggest childhood uh child uh hood game uh studio of all time that has encapsulated the minds of almost every person growing up with nostalgia, uh, you cannot tell me that you never ever played an you you if you've played video games for a while now and you play video games still, guarantee you at some point in your life you've played a Nintendo game without even realizing it, and you loved it. <clears throat> so, uh, yeah, uh, there's new Xbox hardware including direct to cloud wireless controllers, which will be interesting to see. Um, Phil Spencer's honest opinion on the PS5 was revealed. <laughs> yeah. uh it's a whole it's a whole it's a whole uh goddamn email of it just the whole email has been put up on here i love that um 
The email chain shows Microsoft scrambling to fill huge gap hole in its 2022 game lineup, which, yeah. There was. There was. Because they pushed back a bunch of stuff. Redfall being one of their big ones that they tried to fucking do. And it had such, it, it had possibilities, dude. Like, I don't see him pulling a Fallout 76 out of this. I really think this game is going to Yeah. So, Red Dead Redemption 2 might get a next-gen update, which would be really cool. I would like to see that. It deserves one. Uh, just don't make it $50, Rockstar. Uh, <clears throat> uh, FTC blames Microsoft for the leaks. I mean, I get it. Of course, they blame them for the leaks. FTC was not responsible for uploading Microsoft's plans for its games and consoles to the court website, blah, 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 but they're going to blame Xbox for it. Right. Xbox really underestimated Baldur's Gate 3. Dude, like, Phil Spencer had some choice words about Baldur's Gate 3, and I was just like, wow, he really lost out on this, because, like, the fact that it's... I think it's a better RPG than Starfield. Not saying it's as expansive as Starfield, uh, because they, they worked out instead mm-hmm. of focused. Not saying that they won't add more content in the future, but they worked out instead of focus. Whereas, like, the Baldur's Gate 3, like, I think, in my opinion, that game is game of the year versus Starfield. Um, I just personally think that it was filled better, the stories mattered most, and more, and so did your, so did your choices. Um, there, there was just a lot more, like, um, you know, expansive narrate narrative, like that was built into the game, and I really, really love that about that. So I like, um, I like space more. <laughs> I mean, the like, I'm not saying that I dislike the game because obviously that's not what I'm was, saying. I, I a couple hours today, like, I'm just saying that I think Baldur's Gate three, like, is the better of the games. I think overall, I think Starfield gives you more choice in what you want to do. Baldur's Gate gives you more choice in how you want to interact with the characters. And the reason why I'm saying that is because Baldur's Gate is based on a dice-rolling mechanic. You don't have the full choice of what's going to happen in those in those scenarios. Where in Starfield and anything Fallout and anything Bethesda-based, you kind of do based on your skill set and stuff like that that will help you out. Same with Baldur's Gate 3. But except it does have a sense still with it being a gamble all the time. No, not really, because there is, like, uh things like re-rolls and like the inspiration points that you get to re-roll but you're still using a dice mechanic i mean yeah you're still using a dice mechanic but like uh, a lot of the story ones like are capped if you understand what i mean on certain dice rolls like you would have to really fuck up and use somebody with like a modifier that was like negative charisma to like fuck up this kind of dice roll. which i guarantee you, you can um but, uh, what were we saying? Phil Spencer acknowledges the leaks, uh, which is fine. I don't, they, they spit, there's a few spelling errors in here that I can see. Um, Yakuza Like a Dragon was a timed exclusive on Xbox Series S, X, and X. Uh, and we know why, the reason why. Uh, it was an added bonus from their view. Wait, hold on. But did you, wait, about Baldur's Gate 3, did you, did you see... What he, uh, what Mr. Spencer had to say about it, he he quote unquote said it was a second run Stadia PC RPG. Mm. <laughs> he just really tried to shit on it. Like, I don't wow. know if he wants to do it. Uh, Series X is more popular than I expected, which is probably true because people will buy 
Uh, you gave them a budget version. Yeah, it's it's more popular. Accessible for, for people that can't spend the money like that. And I get that. That's fine. I just bought the other one because, like, I want the better hardware. Uh and all that but yeah no 75 percent of xbox series owners owning the 300 dollars discless gaming console uh so yeah well, it just shows you that they, they they there wasn't enough improvements on the x from the s and it was too soon yeah but you know what they're given they given just put the work in but well they're gonna work with what they have i don't well, you were i don't talking, you i were don't know what this is people putting in putting out consoles before before they were due, and I'm saying that Xbox is guilty of. So the they've thing. done this before in the past, where they they've made a slim version, in the in the stuff. Everybody has a light version. But but I feel like they should have waited to put that out like they did in the past instead of putting it out at the same time with the other one. So, uh, but yeah, no, I'm just looking at some of these pictures which don't really make sense to me. I think these are all blacked out stuff, and they're just showing you the console cells. Uh, but that's a lot of the content that came out of that. I mean, we can go into the. Oh yeah, no, I gotta go into. I gotta gotta go into the, the big stuff like the actual controller, the Xbox controller that I was talking about called Sabile. Uh, um, it would cost seventy dollars to launch next year, apparently. At least that's what they said. Uh, info if it pans out. But this thing. It is able to play anywhere. They can play on Xbox. It's Xbox Wireless, direct to cloud, and Bluetooth. Uh, rechargeable and swappable batteries, of course, like usual. Uh, you can repair and disassemble this controller. Um, recycle I love that it's direct to cloud, though. Wait, uh, does that mean that I can hook it up to my phone? I think so. Seamless parent switch, new mobile app features. Yeah, so you can compare it to your phone. Seam pair devices include manage devices and accessories. Uh, feel the game so in precision haptic feedback VCA haptic doubles as speakers there's an accelerometer in it uh, apparently right, and there's quieter sense. buttons and thumbsticks and all that uh, ergonomics durable and reliable they added um, but yeah no there's that stuff um, they added a dual sense like haptics that double as speakers so they have found a way to do the thing that PlayStation has done for a while that they patent for sure on their controllers, which is the DualSense haptic feedback. Right. Uh, but now they have figured out a way maybe to be able to implement their own way and their own version into their own controllers. So that's cool. Um, yeah, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, the accelerometer is a very interesting one. Like it allows you to do uh, movements with your with your controller. I know. I just I want to see how it's going to be used. I guess it'll be used for like Forza and stuff like that, maybe. Uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So that'll be interesting to see. It'll be cool. But there's also games that it's always going to talk about. So yeah, Oblivion and Fallout Three are ones. But and also, uh, <laughs> Dishonored Three has come apparently popped up. Uh, as a possible game that's being made, which if that's being made and they do good on it, that might mean Arcane Studios will not do bad because Arcane Studios right now is doing bad because of Redfall. Um, <clears throat> people are like, why wasn't New Vegas on the list? Well, one, why would they do New Vegas but not three first? 
start with 3, which was the first Fallout game Bethesda released, and then move on to New Vegas, which people love, but you want that, you want to show that they can remaster the game first. Show that they can remaster it, then do, then work on the next one. I think that's a good, good way of doing it. Um, <clears throat> so, I'm not entirely sure, I'm looking at what this is. Oh, sorry. I was looking at uh, Microsoft's uh, approach to following acquisitions. You could say that, but then you're expecting this stuff right here to follow the same lineage, but I don't think it's going to. I think they're going to change it up now. Um, so, yeah, we'll have to wait and see. Um, there was other game. I think there was other games that were announced. I just have to find the list. Um, but those are the three big ones. I would love if they made a Dishonored 3. I love the series. Uh, and I would like to see what they do with that. So, um, Xbox really seemed to underestimate Baldur's Gate 3, but Larian, the people who, uh, I think made it? Yeah, Larian Studios. Yeah, they also, uh, said so did everyone else. A lot of people, uh, underestimated it. A lot of people, but PlayStation didn't underestimate it. Hmm. I mean, I'm just saying, and <laughs> you know what, Nintendo probably underestimated because they know that their their console couldn't handle it. Yeah. They, they would have the same eye bugs as Mortal Kombat. Like, goddamn. But um, I think it's mainly because people didn't know about Baldur's Gate. Not the mainstream. Not not like, main. Not not in the sense like mainstream though. Yeah, like you know, like it is an older IP. But at the same time, you should know that something, something like, uh, yeah, it's the same with, uh, like, DOS 2. Baldur's uh, Gate 2 came out in 2000, so yeah, yeah. Uh, it's been a while. I said, I said that it's been a while. When was the first Baldur's Gate release? 92, maybe? Uh, like, 93? Maybe later? Uh, 1998. 98? Wow. So they, 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 like, they spent good time, but, like... Think about it like this. Baldur's Gate and Baldur's Gate 2 were built on a s completely separate system than when 3 was built on. Oh, fuck no. <laughs> like, that, this game looks... It is, like, top tier. It's fucking beautiful. Like, it, it's, like, almost like, completely here's, polished. Here's like, original Baldur's Gate, and you can see it's very top-down, very yeah, in the yeah. scale of RuneScape I, and stuff. ISO, but, like, but when you look at Baldur's Gate 3, it's much more in-depth with trying to put you up front and in-depth with the characters that you're talking to. And also make the, the interactions feel interactive and stuff like oh, that, rather than rather than you seeing like a line of text like the like probably the original did with the with having line of text in the front and then their characters popping up or stuff like that and you oh, see no, it the from the top down. Oh no, the voice acting on this is like fucking so, phenomenal. Like, yeah, I'm no. impressed. So like, they honestly. did they that, that's what I'm saying. So people weren't expecting it because in the past when they said Baldur's Gate 2, they're like, oh, they're just gonna make another one kind of similar to what they did in the past. But no, they they upped it. They upped it a lot. Uh, so, yeah. But spe speaking of upping it a lot, Mortal Kombat 1, which is like the redux of the whole Mortal Kombat series, except now you have a new god who's doing all the stuff instead of Shao Ken, Shao Kong, whatever the fuck his name is. Uh, and you have all that, and yeah, you have these characters come back, but they all look different now. Um, so, 
speaking of things that look different, though, Mortal Kombat look, 1 looks a lot different on the Nintendo Switch than how it looks on the other things. This thing is a $70 game, and it is not it is not optimized for the it's Switch. It's not $70 for Nintendo Switch. So people keep, pop, keep, keep making mention to how Johnny looks fucking deranged in the Switched one. His eyes it's are just right. bulging like, the entire time. Uh, he looks like he's from American Psycho. <laughs> he's from American Psycho. So yeah, no, the game the game's having some very big issues, uh, especially graphical on Mortal Kombat uh, on on Nintendo Switch. Um, Jesus Christ! Like Whoa. the faces are just bad. The faces yeah, no, no, no. like it's really bad, dude. Like it's like. Oh! It's like heavy rain. Oh mod. no! It's like heavy rain modded. Sindel, what are you doing? Like, I want to show you this. Dude, it's like heavy rain in 2000. You should play like, that video. Play that. One? Yeah, play that video. Watch Sindel. Hello. Whoa! <laughs> Whoa! He's. <laughs> he is moving on the wrong axis. Uh huh. Yeah, now, dude. Whoa! Bye, Sindel. <laughs> He's moving on the wrong fucking axis, dude. That's nuts. Dude, you should look up. You should see the 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 face of uh, what's her face, uh, Melina. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I've seen it. But but the video down here shows her actually pulling one? off the mask and stuff like that. You can see like it in action. <laughs> oh, you can see you can see where where they had the lines the for. Well, you can see if you if you play through that video again, you can see where they had the lines for where her that that like saliva and spit would connect in the mouth, but you can see it's broken. You can see it's like just completely broken off off of it yeah, and stuff like that. There. Yeah, no. <clears throat> That's crazy. Yeah. Dude, and, and like the memes to follow are the best part. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. Like they're all like Omni Man in Mortal Kombat One. <laughs> it, this is PS Five versus Nintendo Switch comparison. And it's literally it's like, it's Gmod. That's a Gmod. Dude, it's Gmod. It's not. It's not good. Uh, no, it's it's crazy that they're gonna they're dealing with this, um, because the game looks great, it looks fantastic, but this doesn't make it look fantastic. Yeah. So it makes it look real bad. You need you need to take care of this. The eyes. Why is everybody got such big eyes right now and tiny pupils? Like, I don't know. It's, uh, there's something going wrong with the... Uh, the facial animations. Yeah, the, especially. Tra the eye tracking, uh, the facial animations. Um, there, there's, like, a mesh problem between the face and the eyes themselves because mm -hmm. they're supposed to sit in the socket. Like, yeah. So, we're on, we're on the last two. Uh, this one I've been waiting for for a while. Um... CDPR Cyberpunk 2077 2.0 is about to release actually tomorrow. Um, it is going to be revamping a bunch of stuff. It's adding a bunch of stuff. Uh, it's going to make the game feel more fuller like it should have been when it released. But it's coming out now. And I look forward to playing it because I thoroughly enjoy the game. And I've played through the Street Kid world. I played. I'm about to finish Nomad. I should finish it. Actually, I probably could finish it to be tomorrow because I'm at the final mission. And then after that, with this new update, I'll be playing Corpo, 
and that'll be the last one. That's the last of the three main backstories you can have. Right. Um, but <clears throat> the police have been majorly upgraded since the beginning, and people have been, and whoever has been getting their hands on the early 2.0 have been saying yes. This is exactly what the police system should have been. It's a true police system. There's five stars in the game, but whenever I hit five stars, it really doesn't feel like I'm doing a lot of damage against... Like, the police aren't really reacting the way I would want. This changes it entirely. Um, Major pass for the introduction of police changes. Pick a fight on foot or on the road, and the NPCD will respond more or less like you'd expect from a GTA game. Cops will arrive in cars, not teleportation. Get out and start blasting you. If your character drives off, more units will arrive and meet you on the highway. Now, not only will you have police chasing you, you have hand-in-hand... You go. It goes hand in hand with the new combat system for vehicles. Vehicles never had combat in the game, but now they do. Not only will police chase you, but if you get in gang fights, they'll also chase you. You can also see the police chasing gangs on the street and just in general, and you can maybe join in on that fight. So who knows? It might be worth the money. It's very interesting uh, to see. I think I think that's actually it. It's it's been. I I. I curious to see after this update is like completely rolled out if it's worth the money now now stars the stars actually mean something if you rack up you get roblox escalate further and mac tech max tech agents briefly (laughs) armor and top-notch cyberware shows up break the line site and cop cars will patrol the surrounding streets um you can hide uh, of course but that might not always happen um, their budget, like whenever, whatever guns and equipment they come up with, has now been upgraded heavily because, of course, why not? Um, they basically make them feel like tanks when you when you get up to those high star high ranks now. Right. Um, <clears throat> cops are a lot dumber once you reach the Badlands outside Ninth City. They won't follow you off road, so escaping a chase is simple. Um, yeah, so they still have, but that's because you're out in the far away from the city, so there's not a lot, like, there's more open area and stuff like them. Right. Um, yeah, no, it's it's really cool to see that they've been adding it. Um, yeah. I And then also you have the whole rework of uh, new perk trees and some cyberware, uh, which I can go into. Uh, it's just crazy to see what they did with that. Uh, but yeah, no, it, you might have to restart your whole character for this because it's just, it's a whole new update and it's great to see that the game is doing well. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed the game and I support it. Um, speaking of something else I support, we're coming up on our last article, ad, whatever you want to call it. I'm, it's it's not sponsored. We are not sponsored, but somehow this is this is cap this has captured me uh, more than it should. I saw this in 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 the shop in the shop. I saw this in in the store, and I bought it three different times separately. Um, it is the new Coca Cola Creations flavor uh, called Y three thousand. I did not know that they used AI to help create the flavor, though. I had no idea, um, and and and, the, and how the how the, how it looks as well. So their creation lines have been very interesting to say the least. I've tried a couple of them. They're not all the greatest, but this one, out of all of them, has been my favorite. Um, 
is, and also just the design of it is really, really cool. I have to give it to them. They did a really good job with the design. Uh, and I get it. They probably used AI to help design some of like the, 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 the shapes and whatnot. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, it, it's, uh, they imagine what the future tastes like and feels with the limited edition drink and new AI powered experience. Don't say that. It says zero sugar, but it's not zero sugar. There's a regular one without zero sugar that has sugar. Uh, co-created with human and artificial intelligence by understanding how fans envision the future through emotions, aspirations, colors, flavors, and more. Yeah, so um, a light-toned color palette featuring violet, magenta, and cyan against a silver base gives a futuristic feel. Um, you have Spencerian script uh, features a connected matrix of fluid dot clusters that merge to represent the human connections like of our future planet. Well, this is this is them clusters. this is them explaining what it is. I know, but like the, I'd hate that they said fluid dot clusters. So like yeah, that. no, this 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 it is gives me trypophobia for whatever reason. This 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 soda actually, and you have my seal of approval. It's not bad. Out of out of their creations, this is probably the best one I've had. Even though that I've had like a very small amount. What I've been looking for is the Mountain Dew Voodoo flavor for this year. And if you don't know what that is, every year during Halloween, Mountain Dew will release a mystery Voodoo flavor, and then after Halloween, they announce what the flavor was. I think one year was candy corn something. Right. Then then. One year was sour gummy bears or something like that. One of them was, I think, Jolly Blue Jolly Rancher or something berry flavored was last year. This year, people have been saying it's cherry. I have been only been able to find the 12-pack cans. I don't want a 12-pack. I just want <laughs> one like, bottle. I want one fucking can, <laughs> I and that's it. Don't force me. No more, no less. I just, I, I want one bottle because, like, if I don't like it, then I'm not going to want all of the rest that I'm I drank. I don't need to buy a full 12-pack to experience it. I just need one bottle. But anywhere I go, Katie included, she went to go look around. We haven't been able to find the bottles. <clears throat> and I know they exist because I keep seeing people online with the bottles. So... <laughs> It's the same thing with the print with those suspicious stew Pringles. I wasn't able to find them for like two months, and then Katie out of nowhere is like, "I saw them in Walmart one day," and I went back, and sure enough, they were just there. I told her they were at Walmart. I was like, "I legit saw them there at Walmart," and then she's just like, "Yes, I will get yeah. them for Zach." It'll be like, it's really the same thing with this. Anyways, that's it. Um, thank you for listening. Uh, new returning advertisement no <laughs> don't i don't know what to do do there we just it doesn't happen i do um magic erasers erase more than just uh markers and shit and did they erase magic they can erase parts of your own body if you're not too careful sorry my friend sent me this um i mean yeah that also happens to you if you you go to that plane or plane of existence, if you use the magic erase on yourself. Anyways, um, thank you for listening. Uh, I I'm gonna go uh, sleep now. 
Until uh, next time. Next time will be the last time before we go on the cruise. We'll pro- and you guys will be getting a special episode, we'll- and I think we have decided that it will be Barbenheimer finally mm-hmm. for you guys. So yeah. we will do a Barbie and Oppenheimer uh, like co-creation. We'll talk, and then maybe we might we might go a little philosophical. We can. We'll go back and forth between each of the plots. When the bombs so, exploded and Barbie so, left, so Barbie the we land. so the plots weave together to actually feel like one one barbenheimer is our uh feature film and uh we will be releasing it to you in an audio we're releasing a four hour cut of both of the movies put together (laughs) that's crazy just back and forth different scenes Uh uh-huh we're playing we play we each of us plays multiple different characters (laughs) (laughs) can i play the bomb Uh (laughs) (laughs) all right um Until next time, guys, uh, we'll have some more news for you, but on time. Yes. Okay. Uh, Have a good night. Peace and chicken grease. (laughs) It seems as if you have done it. Done what you ask? Hmm. Well, it seems like you have crawled into the internet wormhole known as the Spitting Nonsense Podcast and made it out alive. Congratulations, Wanderer.